your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. So let me get this straight. The Yankees can go out there and inquire about Jacob deGrom or get the medicals from Jacob deGrom, which is all good, right? And that's all fair, all well and good. Why couldn't they? DeGrom's a free agent. Any team can go check the medicals on Jacob deGrom or any other free agent for that matter. But the Yankees aren't afraid to ruffle the feathers of the Mets by inquiring about DeGrom's medicals. And the Mets want to play nice with the Yankees in regards to Aaron Judge? No, 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 no. That's not going to fly here. Steve Cohen's going to find out real quick that that stuff doesn't fly. I'm sorry. Especially since he's taken over with the expectations that there are now. Why would that be the case? Why are the Mets wanting to play nice And not go after the Yankee guy, the wink-wink agreement, whatever it may be. I don't think it was collusion, but whatever. Mets saying we're not going to go after Judge. They don't want to get have the bidding go up. The Dodgers, the Giants. By the way, Judge is going to meet with the Giants later on today. So Yankee fans will be on the edge of their seat all day long. Anyway, Giants, Dodgers, doesn't matter. Any other team, they can go after Aaron Judge. The Mets? No. This is like the old Mets. Now they don't have any interest in Aaron Judge. And it's because, reportedly, the relationship between the owners. So then why do I have to wake up yesterday and read about the Yankees going after Jacob DeGrom? Now, just because they checked the medicals or asked for the medicals doesn't mean that they're going after him. However, if they weren't interested in him at all, why would they ask for his medicals? What, are they playing doctor? Brian Cashman all of a sudden wants to play doctor? Mets better wake up here. Stop being so nice. And it leads me to think that maybe it was a convenient excuse for the Mets to get people like you and me off their back about going after Aaron Judge. Well, guess what? Party's over. I'm not getting sucked into that report anymore. And I believe the report from Andy Martino. I know. I I trust Andy. So I know. I believe that that's true. He's not making stuff up. But I'm not going to let that prevent me from saying the Mets need to go make a run at Aaron Judge. They are not doing their jobs if they don't. The Yankees, now they're realistically not going to get Jacob DeGrom. I know that. There's no way the Yankees are going to steal him from the Mets. Because the Yankees don't spend as much as the Mets do. I'd be floored. Forget whether or not DeGrom would want to go there or not. I'd be floored if the Yankees actually, A, had enough money, and B, did spend enough to get DeGrom away from the Mets. But why then can't the Mets go inquire about the best player available on the free agent market? The only reason is because he's a Yankee? Not good enough. It's a lame excuse. The Yankees, you stole player for the Mets left and right, stole players from the Mets for years. If Mets fans could watch Dwight Gooden and Daryl Strawberry win World Series with the New York Yankees, 
I think the Mets are allowed to inquire about Aaron Judge where they have a major void in the power department. By the way, if you're considering paying Brandon Nimmo $150 million or more, then you better be considering paying Aaron Judge three hundred fifty. That is just foolish. I'm not saying the Mets got to go out there and have every player be a $350 million contract. I am saying that I'd rather have Aaron Judge than Brandon Nimmo and Justin Verlander, let's say. And the fact that the Mets aren't even in the conversation. Would this be the case if Judge was leaving the Rockies? Or the Dodgers or the Giants? You know, by the way, Steve Steve Cohen talks about the, the Dodgers model. Well, the Dodgers just continue to turn. They get stars left and right. They trade for them. They draft them. They develop them. They sign them. They have stars on top of stars on top of stars. And what do the Mets have? A few, a couple of stars, and mostly in their it's in their rotation. Assuming that they bring back Degrom or get Verlander again, it's going to be built on the one-two punch. I'll tell you another thing. I'm starting to get annoyed with Billy Epler. Any more ex-Yankees? The one ex-Yankee that he should be going after, he's not. Andrew Haney, Jamison Tyone, these guys suck. And those are the guys that Billy Epler is going after? Oh, the Mets are interested in Jamison Tyone. Why? I'd rather have Taiwan Walker back. Jamison Tyone, why? He's terrible. Andrew Haney? Yeah, all right, he was better with the Dodgers. How'd he do in New York with the Yankees? He was an embarrassment. Billy Epler is identical to Brian Cashman without the lengthy resume. And I don't like that. The one ex-Yankee they should be going after, they're not because they're too nice. If you're going to act like the Yankees, then act like the Yankees. And forget about even the Mets-Yankee thing. Who's the best player that's available? Who's the richest owner in the sport? Why is the richest owner in the sport not going after the best player available? Until I hear it from Aaron Judge and Aaron Judge's agent say definitively, we will never play for the New York Mets because he's a Yankee, and if he's staying in New York, he's going to remain with the Yankees. And if I'm Steve Cohen and I want to make a splash and I want to win, I'm saying, name your price. What do you want, $400 million? Here you go. And not only does he have the power move of getting Max Scherzer out of nowhere last year, but then stealing Aaron Judge away from the Yankees this year. Now, obviously, the Yankees can't let that happen, but I'm talking from a Mets perspective here. From a Yankees perspective, they should have already locked Aaron Judge up. They get what they deserve here. And they should be going out there themselves and saying, Aaron, please don't go on any more visits. Here's $400 million. Nobody's going to offer you that. Anyway, Steve Cohen and the Mets, inexcusable. Inexcusable to not go after Aaron Judge. And a little rub it in your face from the Yankees as far as going after DeGrom. Or at least inquiring and requesting the medicals. 877-337-6666. Jay is calling from Massapequa. What's up, Jay? Hey, Sal. What's going on, man? How are you, Jay? Hold on. Give me, give me one second. Sorry. Yeah. I got a... Uh... I got a, I got a, I got a one year old sleeping right no, here. I had to run out of the room. No worries, I, I understand. <laughs> I, yeah. 
Um, yeah. If you wake him up, you're going to be in big trouble. Or her. You wake them up, you're going to be in big trouble. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll wake him up. I'll be in a little trouble. Anyway, um, first I want to talk on the Wilson thing, and then I want to give an input on somebody that maybe we could bring in that nobody's talking about. Um, One, the O-line is obviously a mess, and why is nobody giving LaFleur any grief for this? Because I don't know if you saw, Dan Orlowski made a tweet, and he kind of dissected the whole play, and... Garrett Wilson Which is play? fading up on his. It, it was one of the plays throughout the day, and, and okay. it's just like the routes. The routes were a mess, and that's got to be from the top down. And then there was another play. I think it was third and one, late in the fourth, and they threw the ball, and it was an obvious like just just try and run and pick it up. I just don't understand why we're not talking more about the play calling. Well, I think he is. Especially. I mean, I, I mean, yesterday, no, we did it. And I believe there were many people discussing the play calling. It was just not good enough. I mean, look, you got to figure something out and when you, and that's what I was saying to start the show yesterday, that it's not all about Zach Wilson. Now, obviously he's the focal point and, you know, on the field, off the field, whatever, but they didn't lose the game just because of Zach Wilson. When you have two yards of total offense in the second half, that's on everybody. Coordinator specifically. I mean, he should be. And I know he was. Robert Tall was asked if they were going to you know, change play calling duties. That's obviously not going to happen with the floor. But, look, my point is the Jets organization made a mistake hiring Robert Sala and LaFleur and Zach Wilson all at the same time. Three guys with inexperience doing their job. You can't have that at the most important positions. That's interesting. And... The thing is, is one of the things with the floor, it's like everything Zach Wilson does, he's just straight backpedaling. And even I watched Kenny Pickett, who is another project, they say, and he's at least climbing the pocket a little bit or rolling out. I don't understand why there's well, He looks like an more adult. Kenny Pickett at least looks like an adult. Yes. He, he, looks yeah. like, you know, he looks like he's got a he look. You know what he looks like? A rookie quarterback in the NFL. Zach Wilson <laughs> does not even look like he's in the NFL. Yeah, so, and uh, one of the guys I'm, I'm thinking about, that I, I would think they should bring in. Everybody's going to say Garoppolo or Carr uh-huh. or even Trey for Rogers, but I think a guy that's going to be a free agent is Gardner Minshew, and I think that would be a pretty good fit right there. You'd rather have him though than the other guys that we just mentioned. Well, I'm saying if you're if you have this guy that you don't know yet, like if you bring in Carr or Rogers, like that's it for Wilson. If, if, if you're on the fence about him, you bring in a guy like Gardner Minshew. You have a you have a QB battle, and he's a guy that is extremely underrated. If you look at his numbers, he's really not as bad as the Jaguars thought he was. Aaron Rodgers. And he, now, in and he, and he whooped the Jets' butt. Uh, what was that, last year? I wish uh, I wish Wilson had some of the intangibles that Gardner Minshew has. However, yeah. if I have an opportunity to get Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't care what Rodgers has done with the Packers this year, where he's at in his career. I, I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers will make that offense significantly better. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, but I was just like, thinking outside like, the box. It's like I don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. But if the Jets are going to do it, Jay, they got to do it. And thank you for the call. If they're going to replace Zach Wilson, you got to go do it for a known. And while Gardner Minshew may be fun, while he may have the intangibles and can win some games, and that's not the way that you go. You're trying to put the finishing pieces. You need a known commodity. I mean, if you're asking me if I had the option, now I don't know what it would take to get Aaron Rodgers, but that would be the guy that I would want. And I know that, oh, well, Brett Favre and how'd that work out here? Different story. And I know Rodgers is far from his prime, but, I mean, come on. Aaron Rodgers could still sling the football. 
And I don't know how we deal with the New York media, but a good offensive line, a good run game, good young weapons at wide receiver that you would expect Rodgers could make better, and a great defense, sign me up for that. I'd rather have Rodgers than Garoppolo and Derek Carr. I'll tell you that right now. 877-337-6666. Oh, look who it is calling nice and early this morning. What's up, Omar in Brooklyn? How are you? Good morning. Oh, good morning, Omar. Good to hear from you. Yeah, I want to talk two or three things. First, hello? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yes. First, I want to say I'm very nervous on Thursday game that they put the Bills favorite by nine in Detroit. Hmm. You know, I understand. I, uh, You know why? Bills by nine, uh, they don't have, they're hardly going to practice. They're not scoring touchdowns on the drive. And they expect that because they played in Detroit, so they are comfortable with it. Nine points is too much of a distance on the road, and Detroit can score points. That mm-hmm. is a very nervous uh, reckoning game. Uh, they, you know, they play first or two quarters, they become comfortable, they take it easy, and then they blew the lead. The best thing about their team is their defense makes big plays with all the offenses. So that I am uh, feel good about because last year they couldn't stop anybody, uh, 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 like on Kansas City Chief, and they had to stop them. Now they are making plays defensively to stop and give Josh Allen the chance. He cannot fumble the ball. He cannot hold the ball. Everybody blames the center on that. Josh Allen has to take the credibility every time. Like uh, he has to take a hit for last out of those three games that they have lost. All is a factor that he has uh, blown a pass. He has fumbled the ball. He has thrown interception. All three games that they lost is because of Josh Allen. Yes, they have won six, seven games because of Josh Allen, too, uh, a part of it. But uh, down the stretch, when the games are closed, and if you are a championship-caliber team, you have to win close games. One game in a playoff is going to come to, you're not going to have a 20-point differential make that you are comfortable every time. Well, what's, yes, what's the difference? Man, Omar, different, a different tone this morning. What's the difference with the Bills? Because they're going to win the Super Bowl anyway. Oh, Super Bowl Bills. Bills are going all the way to the Super Bowl. What do you think I forgot? Now you're worried about the Lions on Thanksgiving? Come on. Listen, do I think what I feel? But every time you have to mark your words when you lose one or two close games, that maybe the things. But are we going to go through that pain and exercise? The process goes through that. How you have to exercise the demons if you have to. Uh, come all the way around in a shape that you lose close games and blow out games, but you have to win some close games to exercise all the demons. Let me, that let me been... ask you, Omar, from a Bills yes. perspective, are you scared of the Ravens? I'm not scared of Ravens. Are you scared of the Titans? A little bit. Are you scared of the Dolphins? Uh, for the division race, because they are very... Uh, a very, very good composed and highly coached team, and they can score points for division games uh, to win the division to get a first round bye. That I'm worried. But if I have to win one game, I'm comfortable I can beat the Miami Dolphins. What about New England? 
Yes, I can beat me up in New England. They're offensive. So you're not worried about New England. And then Kansas City would be the last one. Obviously, you're going to be worried about yes. them. Yeah. I, I, I'm worried only for Kansas City Chiefs is that you have, uh, if you blew these type of close games and you don't have a home court advantage, every time you have to go to Kansas City and beat it, and that is your exercise the demons. So to avoid that exercise the demons, you should have that home game or a championship game. If you're going to go there, you should have it at home. That's why you don't lose close game. Right. You have to start winning close games. Yeah, and right now, you're right. They're on the outside looking in. Bill's got to get that by. You want to have home field throughout. So, you know, it's a different story if the Chiefs have to come to Buffalo in January than it is going to Kansas City. Yeah, and now we talk about a little bit of mix. Yeah. Uh, I listen to all the shows and the thing, and they talk about uh, uh, Leon Rose, that what the, he has drafted in last three years and what the, he has signed. As a, we have to first uh, know as a, all the people that follow basketball and free agency that you have to have 85% or something 90% of your cap uh, used. Only you can spare is 10% of the cap. You have to use, I think, whatever the percentage, I don't know exact amount, mm-hmm. but you have to use that cap uh, during the season. So if he is a free agent, uh, somebody signed a free agent, and they think that it doesn't work out, and they gave a pick to get rid of uh, uh, the two players that they uh, sent it to Detroit Pistons for a pick, and they cover, that is a good general manager that says that I made a mistake on a, a three-year deal and I can give the two players and I have a lot of picks so I can give a second-round pick and get rid of the contract so I can have free money to do that. Now he has signed Brunson. It looks a great signing at this time, mm-hmm. uh, the way he's playing, right? Uh, Brunson's so, been great, yeah. Uh, uh, Mitchell Robinson up and down. So it, He's it, hurt it, again. It, it he's, always hurt, he's always hurt Mitchell Robinson. Hurt again it, yesterday. It, it is always hurt, but... Uh, uh, do you think uh, 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 they uh, uh, look at Aiton, what he is doing? He's struggling. They gave him a maximum on Aiton and well, everybody. But, but uh, do you know you know what the problem with Leon Rose is? Is R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. you got to get to those guys. Uh, listen, Julius Randle has a back... Uh, has a very good season up to that. He, uh, he is coming around this season. His attitude is good. That's what I always wanted to. Now he has attitude is good. He's playing the game. He's shot. Last year, when he went into the gym and bundled it out, sometimes your shot, when you uh, uh, gain weight on the weight machine, your shot gets uh, off and it takes time to get it up. That's what is happening with Do you know Archie from Barrett. experience? Uh, from experience that I have, what I have, that your hands become stiffer mm. and it's not the same angle that you used to shoot uh, from the time. That's what everybody talks about sometimes that when you build up on the muscles and you're, uh, when, right. you were shooting the, uh, you, when you were shooting the ball at the same time, you have to change a little bit of short uh, uh, a rotation on your, uh, the way you used to shot. So and you like Randall then? I mean, you like, I like Brunson, and I like to see, I'm happy to see Randall back to what he was two years ago when he was an all-star. R.J. Barrett, to me, is the biggest problem. At least I know what Randall is. R.J. He, Barrett, he, he plays like he does last night. You can live with it. But listen, he's he, way too inconsistent. He, he can't shoot. He's, his free throw has improved. He's uh, around the rim, uh, uh, finishing around the basket has improved. Well, you love the and Knicks. The- Look at you. Knicks world champions or what? Where are we, where are we listen, putting the Knicks this year? Listen, it's a small process, but Brunson, you, uh, you know what I'm seeing from Brunson? That if you are defensively uh, good 
and you are tied ball game last five minutes, he can give you a basket that never used to be with the Knicks. He's going to give you a... Julius Renter is going to be not on pressure to give you a basket. Brunson can give that basket... Brunson can give that basket to you, and that is a good sign that finally we have a player that can go and make a basket when I need it. That's what I wanted, and that's what Brunson is good to do. I, I agree, Let's Omar. I agree, Omar, and thank you for the call. Good to talk to you. Although, Omar, didn't, we didn't get fired up, Omar, today. That's okay. Can't always be the same way. I know from experience. Knicks played a good game last night. I can't get caught up in them. They're 9-9. Nine and nine. Wake me up when they start playing like this consistently. Good to see Grimes in the starting lineup and him playing well, defensively specifically. But R.J. Barrett had a good game, and that's what the Knicks needed. These guys played like that consistently. Well, Brunson could do it. Randall, more often than not, R.J. is the inconsistent one. And even so, I mean, even if they get this, what are they? A seven seed? At best, six? And I'm not even buying that. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Fan 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Keep it going with your calls. Going on 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry. Whatever it is that's on your mind in the world of sports. I mean, I had to get that Judge, Mets, Yankee stuff off my chest. I don't blame the Yankees for inquiring about DeGrom. However, I do blame the Mets for not inquiring about Judge. I mean, what are they doing here? What are they doing? I'm not saying it's realistic that they're going to sign him. But how can you not be in the mix for Aaron Judge? Anyway, Zach Wilson potentially being removed as the starter as we await. And either way, I mean, the Jets obviously, Jets and Giants both have become must-watch here. Either way, it's going to add great intrigue on Sunday. If it's Mike White, it's, oh, here we go, the Mike White show. If it's Zach Wilson, it's, all right, here we go. What is this kid going to do in a, you you hope, better situation as far as the wind goes, knowing that, He's, you know, under the spotlight, under the criticism, knowing that, you know, the head coach nearly benched him, whatever it may be. And if he doesn't play well, probably going to be a short hook. I mean, there's a chance that Zach Wilson gets the start on Sunday. And if he's off to a slow start, offense and doing the job, the boos are going to rain down at MetLife and there's going to be a quarterback change. And the place will go nuts and then Mike White will throw a pick six and the party will be over. No, but, you, you, I mean, either way, it's going to be intrigue. Your Jets need a big bounce-back game. 877-337-6666. Popcorn Rob is in Babylon. What's up, Popcorn? Hey, Sal, man. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making Judge, it. Judge, hey, hey, listen. Joe Judge is available if they wanted you. Because uh, remember, hey, Sal, we laughed about the Yankin' Cage. Remember? Yankin' Cage. It was a funny thing. But now the Yankin' Keys, they're going in people's pockets. And they're going into their stadiums and to their organization. They're going to continue to take because guess what? They're the Yankees. Who? So you know the, yeah, the who, Yankees, who, who, you know, No, they're not. They're the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees. Remember the Kays, the Strikes. I know, I know it. They're, 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 they're still oh, the Yankees. And no, until yeah, proven otherwise, they're they're the, they're the bronze so now, bombers. They're the bronze bombers. Okay. What, what do you think? The Yankees yeah. are going to sign Degrom? Come on. So now, they can't afford them. They 
They can't afford DeGrom, just like they couldn't afford Scherzer last year. They can't afford him. They they better be careful. Yankees better be careful that they can afford their own. They may lose Aaron Judge. Then what? And we need car keys. We need uh. Hey, hey, Sal. Yeah. Um, I want to say say something about the Jets. I tell you what, man. Zach Wilson. It's it's no time. Listen, you bring your star to the organization. You don't allow or or as I, I got enough. You know, um, enough quality within myself that when I come into an organization, I'm gonna bring my star with me. And uh, we're not the you know the Jets. None none of the professional teams, particularly the ones in New York are not looking to make these guys stars. They're looking to bring the star that you that you supposedly carry with you so you can go right in. Because you look how Saucy's doing. Sauce is making it saucy, you know, and he was he's a rookie. And look at how he's immediately from the door. Him and both of the rookies that that's uh, you know that's playing uh, um uh, defensive you know defensive back have back they both are rookies and they brought their star to the organization. So as far as giving Zach Wilson another year, no, that's you know it's because the thing is if he can't read, if he can't read that defense and know well, when well in a when different the, circumstance, not, in a different circumstance they could give him a year. You cannot make a decision on a franchise quarterback definitively after just two years. I mean, I guess but, there are certain no, circumstances where no, you could find out if the guy's not it. Not you can't reading. what? He's, you know, the most important thing. When you're playing quarterback, is is you gotta read, you gotta see. Oh yeah, if he reads, like I, he can't. He's not a reader, and I know I know he never read enough because the way these guys growing up with computers, man. So I don't know what that means. You don't think what Zach Wilson doesn't read? Doesn't read what books or defenses? What are we talking about? Because Sal, when you're looking at that defense, that's reading. That's that's seeing where if 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 they're getting ready to you know send in a blitz, a corner blitz. You know that he's, he's playing tight. They're all playing tight. That's telling you that, okay, we can, they're going to go from that weak side, wherever that weak side oh, is. No, I understand what reading the defense is. I, I know. I, but right. I don't think, how could you definitively say that about Zach Wilson right now? You haven't even seen him play two full years, but I can't take any more. Thanks for the call, Popcorn. I appreciate it. And you want to talk about reading, I'm not sure what you're talking about. And you're saying, oh, well, New York wants to go get everybody else to stars. No, they're trying to, in the Jets' case, they're trying to develop a star in Zach Wilson that Joe Douglas drafted and believes in. Problem is he's been terrible. I feel still like I still feel like this is his rookie year, but it's year two. They need Zach Wilson to improve and improve quickly. Now, if the Jets' defense wasn't where it was, if the Jets' record wasn't what it is, this would be less of an issue because we'd be talking about the continued development of Zach Wilson or, Hey, are they going to develop him? Is this going to be the guy right now? It's people are fed up with Wilson because of a, his arrogance on the field and, you know, and poor performance on the field, B his arrogance off the field and lack of accountability, but C because of the fact that the jets actually have a good team, a team that could be a postseason team. That's the problem. Ronnie is calling from the touch in what's up, Ronnie. Hey, Sal, how are you, man? I'm a, a long-time fan, a listener. First time I'm getting to speak to you, man. God bless. Happy nice. Thanksgiving. You too, Ronnie. Nice to have you aboard. Happy Thanksgiving. What's on your mind? Well, you know, uh, well, first and foremost, I'm going to bash your uh, co-worker, Evan Roberts. 
<laughs> you know, he, he he was drinking the Zach Wilson Kool-Aid all summer saying how bad Daniel Jones is. I'm a Giants fan and a Mets fan, by the way. Just so you know where well, I'm coming from. Well, that's fine. But, look, if you have a bone to pick with Evan, and for the record, I believe in, in Zach Wilson much more than I do Daniel Jones as well. So, now, right oh, now. Oh, right, oh, baby show. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm saying right, if you have I'm a bone to pick with Evan, man. you got to yeah, you got to you got to take that up with him. Now, if you have a bone to pick with me, I'm here for you. <laughs> oh, I just I just want to blast him. Right. <laughs> right. Sorry, sorry, man. Yeah, hey, I get I'm I'm a bald headed guy from the Jersey. I get fired up too, like you. I get it. Anyway, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, uh, you know, switching more to the Mets, um, you know, you don't know, uh, you know, Stevie Cohen might. Sign Aaron, uh, you know Aaron Judge on the sneak. You know it's possible. You know he he's got the deep pockets. It might happen, man. Nah, you know? I don't believe it. You're right, Ronnie. Anything's possible. We didn't know about Max Scherzer. I would have a hard time thinking that we wouldn't know about the Mets inquiring about Aaron Judge or at least having interest well, in Judge. Well, yeah, I see that. I. I Personally, I'd rather keep Nimmo, man. I love that guy. Than Aaron Judge? You'd rather have Brandon Nimmo? No, no. I'm not comparing the two, but like like you said, though, Aaron Judge is probably not going to happen. Right. You know, but, but you know, as far as Nimmo goes, you know, you got to... Oh, Can't curse on the air. But thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the call. He's an analytics bleeping what? I don't – I'm not getting the love. I, I don't understand it. Now, I understand it from one aspect. Met fans love homegrown guys. Nimmo is a high-character guy. But if you just watch him play baseball, he is not great at playing baseball. And to pay somebody who's not great at playing baseball upwards of $150 million for five years or potentially more, to me, is not – Good business. I know Aaron Judge is great at playing baseball. Why not go sign Aaron Judge for $350 million or whatever it may cost, as opposed to waste $150 million on Brandon Nimmo? Take that money and go put it in something you know what you're getting with. I mean, Nimmo, you know what you're getting, but it's just a lot less of it. Does Brandon Nimmo have exceptional speed or base running ability? No. Does Brandon Nimmo play great defense? No. He plays deep, and he goes back on balls well. He does not have a good arm, and he plays way too deep. A lot of balls drop in front of him, so that is a no, despite what you may think or what some analytics may tell you. Does Brandon Nimmo hit with a high average or hit for a high average? The answer is no, and analytic people don't care about that because they're all about the on-base and the walks. Does Brandon Nimmo hit with a lot of power? Once again, the answer is no. So what exactly does Brandon Nimmo do that you love? He smiles. He runs hard to first base, even on a walk. He hustles. High-character guy. Excellent eye. Works, counts, and draws walks. Now, if that's worth $150 million over five years to you, so be it. It would not be worth it to me. And Nimmo's going to get paid because there are a lot of teams interested. And the Mets, apparently, will not be denied. 
They love Brandon Nimmo too. So they want to keep him. I'd be disappointed. I At this point, I want Nimmo to leave. Because I know it's not going to be Nimmo plus. And I think the only way the Mets can improve is if Nimmo goes. The Mets want to bring the same team back, essentially. Maybe tweak here or there, bring a young guy up. Maybe improve on Darren Ruff. Hell, maybe bring him back. Who knows? They want to run it back. Bring back DeGrom, Max, Jake, and all right, a few tweaks in that rotation, but for the most part, same thing. Max, Jake, Carrasco, Tyler McGill, Peterson, maybe a filler arm or two. Andrew Haney and Jamison Tyon, whatever. Hate those guys too, or hate those the idea of signing those guys too. Nim Owen Center. You know the infield, what that's going to look like. I mean, that's what you're looking at with the Mets. Marte isn't going anywhere. Cannon left. Keep a, a spot open, potentially. You know, you move McNeil around. Maybe they add one, you know, lesser level bat. I mean, I see a guy like Michael Brantley, but anyway, the Mets need power. Brandon Nimmo does not provide power. So if you're spending, the Mets are going to spend, let's say, $325 million. Actually, I'm going to up it because they already spent $100 million on Diaz, right? They're going to spend $425 million and still not add any power. That would be Diaz, DeGrom, and Nimmo. That's a problem. Jim is calling from Long Island. What's up, Jim? I want to talk about the Jets and want to talk about uh, the idea of um, trying to get Lamar Jackson in here. Um, And I'll I'll tell you why. Uh, Well, it's possible. He's going to be a free agent if the Ravens are. Yeah. and this is, you know, this is an opportunity. And let's face it, we're in, a, in a, an extremely, extremely competitive division. Um, you know, uh, the Patriots may fall off if they can't find a quarterback, but Miami and the Bills are certainly not falling off. And listen, I, you know, I was all for the idea. I eventually bought into the idea of drafting Zach. Uh, he seemed to have, you know, all the, all the, intangibles he you know he could fling the ball he he looked great in his pro day all of that stuff uh but the fact of the matter is this kid is playing abysmally and you know you look at him the jets are now six and four and this is the reason why it it's it's coming up to the degree where they have to make a decision on this guy but he has not played well at all he can't get the ball down the field he can't lead his receivers. He, he, you know, receivers have helped him out left and right because balls are, are really not going directly to him. And, and he's thrown some good balls. He's flung some good balls. He throws ridiculously hard. He doesn't put much touch on the ball. And this guy, let's face it, um, you know what? Uh, it, it's a crapshoot with uh, so-called franchise quarterbacks all the time. We had it with Sanchez. We had it with Darnold. You cut bait and you moved. If you got the opportunity 
to sign Lamar Jackson, you take that opportunity because you, and I think your, your caller a couple calls ago was talking about bringing their stars. I, I think what he was referring to was guys like Garrett, Garrett Wilson and, and Sauce Gardner. They're mm-hmm. already made. They're coming mm-hmm. already made. And what they've done is they've helped that defense to such a degree. They were a sieve last year. No, I recall those, the defense has been great, led by those two guys. I mean, not even led by them. It's everybody. Williams up front. I mean, the Jets have done – a great job DJ overall. Reed, Reed has been phenomenal on the other side. Everybody talks about Sauce. Reed has been just as good and just as important on the other side as well. So, yeah, their defense is great, yeah. and that's kind of the point, where they need to get an offense that can match it. And you know, it's not going to happen this year. There's no way. There's nobody on the roster that could help. Mike White's not that guy. Could he provide a spark? Could he be better than Wilson? Possibly. We'll see. Hard to imagine Gotta being be worse than Wilson. Than Wilson. He's got to be Well, at least against Wilson. New England. Wilson has not been awful in the other games. Remember, too, the Jets have he, run he it well enough. Been, he hasn't been great in those games at all. He hasn't done anything that you would get the indication that this guy is going to be a franchise quarterback. He's managed it. They've, they've made adjustments because suddenly this team has started to develop. But he hasn't given you any indication. No, I, I wouldn't say that, Jim. I, I, I wouldn't say that. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's year two. He hasn't even played a full season. He didn't play a full season last year in his rookie year. And this year he hasn't played a full season. It is in the development stages. What would you think was going to happen? You're going to draft a quarterback and all of a sudden he's – see, you, you can't have that short of a time frame where this guy's got to be it immediately in year one. They put him in a position to fail. Maybe it would have been different had they had a veteran quarterback in place, let him play year one, you know, if they were a stable organization, as opposed to everything is brand new. New head coach, new offensive coordinator. Here you go, young quarterback. All new players and young players around him as well. Here you go. That is not putting somebody in in a position to succeed. The Jets have to build a foundation. They have to build some stability. Otherwise, it's going to be the same thing over and over again. Why do you think they haven't been able to draft and develop a franchise quarterback? Because there's no stability within the organization. Who do you trust in the organization to develop a quarterback? Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. I'll do that Bluey story, I guess, at 2 o'clock. I'll give the side. We'll get to the calls here. Judge is meeting the Giants today. How you feeling, Yankee fans, about the possibility of Aaron Judge leaving? I don't feel ultimately like it's going to happen. I think Judge is just having his fun right now. Making the, you know, making the rounds, taking a tour and going to see what other teams have to say, I'd ultimately be shocked if Judge left to go anywhere other uh, than come back to the Yankees. And the Yankees, you know, they have to feel that a certain extent. And they also know by now that it can't, I mean, it can't happen. There's no way they could lose him. Can't happen. I don't care if it's the Giants, Dodgers, it can't happen. But Judge is going to enjoy himself making the free agent tour, starting with his hometown team in San Francisco. And if you saw that video that's been going around, 
John Morosi tweeted out, I guess, that uh, Aaron Judge was in San Francisco at the airport. I don't know who got the video or how it was recorded, but the judge seemed pretty excited, as would anybody. He's about to get paid. And I think it's great for him to just use the leverage of the other teams who legitimately want him, like San Francisco or potentially the Dodgers, and then have the Yankees ultimately match whatever the highest offer would be. And then it's a win-win for him. He gets the best offer, and he gets to come back to the Yankees. 877-337-6666. Jimmy's calling from Jersey City. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, Good morning, Jimmy. Yeah, the Yankees, I don't, I'm not reading inside the ground. I think they're just doing it to cover up for the Manfred thing that went on. So they, they took care of that, and they'll just move on now. You won't hear any more about that. Good point, possibly. Uh, Ace, I have a question. Well, you had a change of heart now about Wilson. Well, I haven't had a change of heart. I still believe in him. I, I just, I mean, it's, what exactly are you saying I had a change of heart with? I called you two weeks ago, and I told you that uh, he's not going to make it as a star. I said he wouldn't even finish this year, and definitely not next year. I said, did you go look at Lamar Jackson, Garoppolo, or Carr? And you said, Jimmy, no way. He'll be finished this year, and he will be back for a third year. I said, Sal, he will not be back. He will not well, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. They have not announced anything yet, and it may look, they may make a change. Look, after the way he handled himself, I'm not just talking about the play. I'm talking about mm-hmm. after, off the field afterward. They gotta, they gotta make a hold him accountable, and the only way to do that is to sit his rear end down. Whether that's yanking him from a game, whether that's sitting him for a game, he's got to get the lesson. He's got to get the point across. Now, as far as next year goes, look, if he finishes this year like this, and the Jets believe that they have a legitimate team, then yeah, maybe they will look into a different quarterback. And like you said before, you're saying that after two years, teams usually don't get rid of people. <clears throat> but we talked about last time too. Remember, Josh Rosen. Didn't even get to play after one year he was gone. Right. Oh, well, certain guys, they do it. I mean, I think it's a mistake, personally, but, and look, they, they haven't done it yet. We don't know what's going to, what the case would be. It is impossible to decide if somebody's a franchise quarterback in the amount of time that we've seen from Zach Wilson. It's impossible. There's no way you could go from what they saw in the draft, number two pick, to where we are right now and say definitively he's not the guy. There's just no way you could do that. Just, just to bring up, like, I know you don't like me bring up two, but just to bring that match those two at similar beginning of careers. Two has got a ready career of forty-five touchdowns, eighteen interceptions. Like right. Zach Wilson's got sixteen and nineteen. He's got a he's got a fifty he's got a fifty passing rate of percentage, and he's got a seventy a seventy rating. Two has got a one hundred rating. Right, but think about the difference. Think about the difference from Tua from last year to this year. It's a significant difference. Well, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to say. Or even Josh Allen in his first two years. Look at Josh Allen's first two years. By them, by them, by them getting solid. That was the best worst move they could do. You drafted a quarterback that's an offensive quarterback. Like Tua's got the perfect perfect coach for him. Mm-hmm. Like Josh Allen has. Mahomes has the offensive. He needs. He's not, it's never going to work out with him and Solid because they're not going to let him be free for all, throw it all downfield. And look, he might not be good anyway. But I just feel like it was never put in the right spot to succeed. And I was hoping that maybe his talent would overcome that, but we saw it early on, dating back to last year, where it just was a mess with Zach Wilson, and it's only gotten worse. Well, well, well like you said, he's got seven games left to prove himself. If that, I mean, like they yeah, might, they might that. bench him. That's all I got for you tonight, my man. Sal, I'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. All right, Jimmy. Oh, I appreciate right. you checking in. You know, th- there are each situation is different, and things do change 
week to week. Where the Jets franchise was at two weeks ago is significantly different from where they're at today. They had to win this game against New England. That was an important game. And sandwiched in between the two New England losses was a great win against Buffalo. That Zach Wilson was the quarterback for. And made plays to help them win. Wasn't the reason that they won. Everybody knows the strength of this team is playing defense and running the football. But Zach Wilson also made some plays when he had to as well. This is not a kid who has zero talent. The problem is it's a kid who has zero clue right now. On top of having just an awful game. And it's not a one-off with the awful game. You know, the, the last time against New England, bad too. New England has owned him. But when he's missing throws, easy throws, guys wide open, underthrowing them by four or five yards, airmailing everything, that's unacceptable play. And that, to me, is a young quarterback who is not either putting the work in, who doesn't clearly get it, his footwork is awful, maybe he's not listening, he's trying to rely on his talent. He doesn't get it. They need to get him to get it so then they can see if the talent translates. So there's different levels to it. And the fact that the Jets have had so much success on the other side of the football, that's what expedites the process to say, well, he may not get a year three. Right or wrong, fair or not, he may not get a year three. 